What it do, people? Wow. Have you ever tried that as an intro? Have not. Haven't tried that one you, yet. You That's... typically go with the hello, hello. Is that what I do? Yes. You haven't noticed that? Don't you preview these podcasts before you release them? Yeah, but I, th- I thought I'd say hello and welcome to the Untitled Life. I think it's typically two hellos. Okay, well, I'm going to have to like, listen to the first 30 seconds of the last 50 episodes and I'll let you know if you're accurate. Hello, hello. hello. See, and- <laughs> doesn't it feel natural? This, isn't that what you do? Okay, keep going. Sorry, we'll see. Sorry to interrupt. Welcome into the Untitled Life podcast with Caleb and Amy. My name is Amy. Sitting next to me is my partner in life and co-host of this podcast, Caleb. What it do, people? <laughs> There's my new phrase. <laughs> um, we are coming to you live uh, from, you know, just in a very interesting scenario. A scenario we have yet to encounter, honestly, worst case scenario. Oh, well, I mean, we have actually encountered some of the scenario before. But not the gravity of it. So we are on day 10 (laughs) of living out of our mechanic junkyard lot in the back of his house out in the western slopes of Colorado. Yeah, so we do normally start our podcast episodes describing where we are, um, kind of painting the picture of where we are. And, you know, the picture of where we are right now is exactly what Caleb said. We are, this is day 10, that we have been living in a mechanic's lot in his backyard slash junkyard. Um, Yeah, I see some, you know, typically there's mountains or lakes or desert out our back window. I see a tow truck that needs some work of its own done on it. I mm -hmm. see two motorcycles that are unrideable currently. Mm -hmm. To my right, I see a line of... Six cars, mm-hmm. all not drivable. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we uh, we broke down, and it was not good. No, this has been our worst breakdown to date. Um, it I think kind it's of, probably the worst breakdown you can get. Yeah, yeah, Other than getting in a wreck and totaling the body and engine of the car. Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, it's about, uh, in terms of just, like, mechanical failures i think we have peaked or dropped or (laughs) peaked in the worst way um so let's kind of just tell the story of how we got here so our last podcast episode uh (laughs) we should do like the little record scratch thing like wait back up how did we get in this position amy 10 days into living in a mechanics lot Well, our last podcast episode that we released, we were in Moab. We were excited to be in Moab. We were very riding high, um, which is a common theme for us living this lifestyle. Especially in Moab. Especially in Moab. Um, And Moab was a great time. We had a fantastic weekend with some old friends, some new friends. It was just good all around. Um, And really things started to kind of fall apart for us as we left Moab. So we were leaving Moab, driving back to the Buena Vista, Colorado area. So if you're familiar, we're just on I-70. We have just driven through the town of Grand Junction, Colorado, which if you are not familiar, it is very west Colorado. It's like 30 miles from the Utah border. So we're very close to the Utah border, but we are in Colorado. And it's also one of the bigger towns in Colorado. It is. Definitely top 10. In oh, 10. top 5, for you sure. Think top 5? It's like Denver, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs, and Grand Junction. Aaron, can you fact check us on this? We're going to need to... And no particular order on those. But, um, 
Yeah, I would say top five. It is a bigger, it's not like a small little, little town. It's definitely a bigger, a bigger town. Like there's an airport here. I mean, a regional airport. It's, I mean, it's but, grand and it's a junction. Yeah. So it's got to be decent. Um. Anyways, so we just driven through Grand Junction. We are on I-70 driving towards Denver and... Caleb, I'll let you tell this part because you were the one driving. Are you pulling up? You're pu- you're doing Aaron's job right now. You're pulling I up. I am. So yeah, just a little. Okay. See, look here we are. We're not even actually in top ten. Okay. Grand Junction is number eighteen. Ames. You know what? If you look in terms at all of those, population. literally like fifteen of the eighteen there are I would call suburbs of Denver. I would like loop them into Denver or yeah, what, Westminster, Arvada. Thornton, yes. They're all they are okay. all suburbs. Anyways, Caleb, I'll let you tell this part. We have just driven through Grand Junction <laughs> in the van leaving Moab. I mean barely we're like above Grand Junction. We're like passing through almost on our way to Clifton, <laughs> which is also Grand Junction. Um, oh, do I have to revisit this? Are you making me live these horrible memories? I told you I couldn't talk about anything else on the podcast today. There's no <laughs> way I would be able to, like, pretend. I wouldn't even be pretending. It's just, like, this, I couldn't talk about anything else. I mean, yeah, it is it is all-encompassing of our lives right now. And, honestly, will be all-encompassing of our lives for a the foreseeable future, probably. Yeah. Dealing with this issue. So, um, anyways, the story. Yeah, we were leaving Moab, riding high, great weekends. And, uh, you know, it's not, I'm not unfamiliar to driving the van when an engine problem occurs. It's happened to us. Not a, an engine problem. Well, just a... I mean, a mechanical problem, yes, yes, has occurred that has caused us to pull over on the spot and figure out what the hell is going on on the side of the road. Um, And I'm sure if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard a few episodes where we're either recording it from a mechanic mechanics lot, either just had a breakdown or in literally in the process of breaking down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, an engine issue occurs something i drive the drivability of the van was affected whatever happened in the moment all of a sudden i lose all kind of just acceleration power and um i could just kind of tell like it it basically wasn't driving it just kind of stopped i mean we're just like coasting and then i see the uh the thermometer of the engine go from a normal level around like 180 and all of a sudden just like starts just skyrocketing up as we continue to kind of just like move forward on 70 to where it gets over 250 uh in rapid succession and so i like pull over immediately especially on seeing that uh put the hazard lights on pop the hood there's no code pinging on our dashboard so i don't know typically at least pings some kind of check engine code that i can check and see like what the issue may be Um, but I look under the hood and there's some like white grayish smoke coming from out of like the central part of the engine where, you know, through the pulleys where the belt is. And then, uh, yeah, it's like really hot and I hear just, you know, like sizzling, just like almost like something's burning and it just didn't seem good. I didn't see anything with my own two eyes, you know, visibly just like up front that would detail the problem. But I just remember like. I don't know. I just had a feeling that this one was not good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I said to you when I first went back in. And you're like, what do you think it is? I'm like, I don't know, but I just, this one's not good. This yeah. one is not a good problem. <laughs> and it is interesting, or 
I find this comical now. Like, I was, I mean, you were driving, obviously, and I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm just in such a different headspace. Like, I am watching football on my phone, and I remember I literally was like... <laughs> Amy was streaming NFL games yes. while we are driving. And, and we, we, we had like a four-hour drive ahead of yeah. us, essentially, so we were kind of prepared for the long haul. Yeah, and I was like telling you scores. Like, I was like, oh, man, the Bills-Patriots game, this is what's going on, and blah, blah, blah. And Patriots won that game. They did. <laughs> And yeah, next thing I know, we're like pulling over on the side of the interstate. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe like, I don't know. Sometimes Santiago has issues accelerating. Like maybe something's just going on there. And then yeah, you come in and you're like, I don't think it's good. You're like, I think we need to call a mechanic like right now. So we start looking for mechanics to call. Mobile mechanic. Issue. Well, I, no, I would have taken anyone. Issue <laughs> here is it's Sunday. Okay. So... Most mechanic shops are closed on Sundays. Because um, we, we've actually been to a mechanic shop out in Grand Junction where they let us stay in our van in the lot while they fixed really, something. We really liked them. We had a great experience there. So, of course, our first thought is let's call them again. They're closed on Sundays. So, we find, we just start Googling. We find one that's open. And Caleb, you called them. And I don't know, were they just booked out? They told you no, basically. Um. Well, I mean,. Especially this area of Colorado and Grand Junction, it's pretty much like a truck route is yeah. the city. This is like a hub for truckers. So kind of not a bad spot actually to have engine issues, especially diesel engines. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the first guy I called was actually like, I only work on semis. Oh, And okay. so I was like, okay, do you know anyone else? Like when I look, when I Google it, all these places are freaking closed on Sundays. And he gave me the name. I was like, who would you recommend? And he gave me the name of the spot we are at. And so mm -hmm. we called them and they were, they do have a mobile mechanic working on Sundays. And so they were able to send out a mobile mechanic after taking some information. So there we are broken down on the road, on the highway, I-70 and just waiting on the mobile mechanic. So we watched more football. <laughs> so we watched <laughs> As more football. one would do. I don't know what else we were supposed to do. We wait for the mechanic to get there. He shows up. Um, he kind of starts diagnosing and figuring out the situation i guess at this point i'm in the van with the dogs basically just trying to keep them under control while we have a stranger around because if you know our dogs they're not not only do they think we're broken down but they think someone is attacking the van <laughs> they're not the chillest dogs with strangers around so i'm just in here dog management you were actually out there with him kind of watching him i guess try and figure out what was going on he's doing like an autopsy I guess he piddled around for like 30 minutes or so, and eventually he came into the van and he told me, he was like, it's not good. He was like, something, he's like, I think you're Oh, engine. I came into the van. No. I was like, when did... He did. Oh, oh he did. The mechanic did. Oh, okay. And he was like, it's not good. Uh, I think something's really wrong with your engine. Like, I think we're going to have to tow you to our shop. And I was like, okay. Just like, take a few few deep breaths. Okay, so... Next step, like trying to keep myself from spiraling. It's like next step, just trying to stay present with like the steps that you have to do. So next one, okay, we got to figure out a tow truck situation now. We did the first one. We did the right foot. Now we got to do the left foot as yes. one would walk forward. So I call our insurance company. I get the whole tow truck situation figured out. We get a tow truck sent on the way. Um, tow truck arrives, I don't know, 45 minutes later. You know, everything is just like, you're just, wait. it's like, you I figure it out have, and then you wait. You figure it out, then you wait. Yeah, I have no idea how long the whole process took, honestly. It was Time, hours. I know, I mean, I realize it was hours <laughs> in terms of, like, the day passing, but in my mind, it did, honestly did not feel like hours to me. Like, 
Well, good. <laughs> we'll keep going. And I'll tell another part that will also make that relevant. But okay. Uh, so it, this is kind of a funny part of the story. So yeah, you know, typically you would just call. We call the mobile mechanic. He kind of diagnoses problem. The car is not drivable. Period. I mean, they even like tried to start it. It would. It, it sounded horrible. It, yeah, it doesn't do anything. Big clunks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's grindy. Yeah. Uh, so we don't. Want, and then like sometimes it wouldn't even turn over at all. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Next step is just call a tow truck, get it towed to the lot, and then like really dive in and figure what happened. So, <laughs> in this whole process of of you know us getting making it to the lot so yeah we had the mobile mechanic come mm-hmm. and he checked out the engine and then he's like you you gotta call a tow guy so we call the tow guy uh while we're waiting on the tow guy and the mobile mechanic would you know realistically drive off maybe to another job uh his mobile mechanic vehicle would not start <laughs> So he starts piddling around under the hood of his yes. truck. As I'm waiting on the tow truck, I look back and the mobile mechanic guy has his hood up and he has tools out, like looking under the engine. And I, I actually knew he, he had left the, his truck running and it was not running anymore. And so um, I, actually at one point I went over and joked and yeah, they had with him about how he was broken down too. And yeah, they had a like a bad terminal on that truck that they knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to call another mobile mechanic that works for actually the owner of the shop we're at and so the owner of the shop pulls up on a motorbike Mm -hmm. (laughs) to help uh his other mobile mechanic start his truck um while this process is going the tow truck guy shows up and we start the process of trying to get the van on his bed um if you know anything about like built out vans they are heavy they're very heavy and ours (laughs) is especially heavy with all the wood build Mm -hmm. i mean still under i think overall capacity but still just more heavy than what you would think a sprinter van would be so um we start trying to get the van in this position to get it towed onto his trailer which involves us one having to figure out how to take the bike rack off and Mm -hmm. the bike off and then also have to like prop the van up because it's so long we don't want it scraping against the ground or his trailer we start getting it on and we realize that his winch is kind of old and rusted and doesn't have the power to actually get it pull up and over onto his trailer bed. <laughs> I didn't know that was the issue. I'm learning this. Uh, I yes. was watching all this happen. So but... great tow guy. Thank you. Insurance. <laughs> what do we have? State farm. You found <laughs> us the right tow guy for us. Not. Uh, anyways, while this is a going on, a, a state trooper pulls off mm-hmm. and walks up and he's like, Hey, I'm just here. He's like, you got like a group on the side of the road here. Um, and, uh, you know, I just want to give you guys some lights, make sure no one like hits you guys or like runs off the road and, you know, just make sure you're, you got everything you need. And it actually ended up being just very nice and helpful. Just stayed through the whole process, offered us water bottles at certain points, even though we have our whole house and kitchen right here which was still workable. Um, and also, yeah, just wanted like a cop car there. So people would kind of notice the incident that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's there. And now we figured out that, you know, yeah, the tow guy's winch would not get our van all the way up on to his, <laughs> his bed. Well, in the process of this, another tow truck just happens to pull off the road and the guy walks up and he's like, Hey, I just want to check. Do you guys need any help? <laughs> And wow, a miracle. We're like, yes, we do need help, actually. Um, and so what he ends up doing is we, the the original tow truck guy has a bed attached to like a big old truck. He has to move his truck off while the other guy backs up his truck in bed with his winch. We like put that over the other guy's winch and attach it to the van and use his power from his winch to pull it onto the original tow truck owner's 
bed. Wow. While all this is happening, you may be wondering, well, didn't we go to Moab with people who were from Denver? And you are correct. So we actually thought when we broke down that all of our friends that we were camping with in Moab would actually be heading back to Denver on the same route we were taking. But we had left before them that morning. Probably so, like an hour, an hour and a half Yeah, before. at one point I remember, I think when we called the tow truck, we're like, do you think we'll hear, we'll see a friend first or the tow truck guy? Mm-hmm. And you were like, I think a friend is going to pass. Yeah. And sure enough, we get a phone call from Jake, the mm-hmm. first one. And he's like, oh my gosh, we just saw you guys, like what's happening? We, we pulled off. Um blah 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 there were still like three more parties to like pass us that day as we kind of like learn and as it kind of sinks in that one we're not going to be driving it we do need to get it towed it's probably gonna take some time um we have a, a wedding coming up that weekend which will be like five hours away from grand junction we kind of start pre-planning on like what is going to be our best option to make sure one of us at least makes it to that job uh and that would be getting our truck tilly So when Jake and Lauren, our first group of friends to pass us, gave us a call, we were kind of, I don't even think the mechanic had showed up at that point yet. So we were very much in a headspace of like not really knowing. I think the mechanic was there because I remember asking if they could help. And I'm like, no, we like, we got a mechanic there. Like the process has been started. I don't know what we could, like you guys could do for us at this point, unless you have a new engine on you. (laughs) Jake and Lauren call and they're like, what can we do to help? We have pulled over to like we're not going to just leave you like what can we do to help and yes at that point we didn't really know what we needed we didn't really know we had didn't have a full assessment really of what was going on we also i mean i don't know i think we were just kind of in shock we we're just like we don't really know what's happening so it's we told like them, i feel like reverse shock for me like i'm not shocked by the situation but i have i had no answers yeah. <laughs> you know i had like when people asked me something i wasn't like i wasn't panicked yeah. Because we've dealt with situations before where we've broken down on the side of the road, sometimes in worse positions than we were. Yeah, we were on, that was honestly one of the best positions. Yeah, we were right outside in. a major town in Colorado, yeah. top eight, top 20. It was number 18. <laughs> um, just to clarify, uh, we had service and we had literally people we knew passing us over the next few hours. Yeah. And, and so, like, I was, I was weather, just kind the of like, was good. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I didn't, I had nothing to say to anyone. Yeah, <laughs> like so, I knew nothing about what was going on, and I had no solutions on what it was going to take to get this problem, you know, fixed by the end of its process. Bottom line, we didn't really know what we needed at the time, and so we just tell Jake and Lauren like, just keep going. Thank you so much for like, you know, calling and making sure we're okay. But I think we're okay because we have a mechanic here. Just keep like, keep going. We'll get it figured out. So we send them on their way. They keep driving towards Denver. Um, Later, after the mechanic has told us, yeah, I think your engine is bad. You're going to need to be towed to our shop. And we kind of figure out, okay, this is like a long-term thing. This isn't just like a, we can get this fixed in a few days thing. Then, like you said, Caleb, we realize, okay, we need our truck. Because, yes, we have a job that one of us has to get to in five days um five hours away and honestly also to even that job aside the job kind of made it like pressing that we get the truck asap but job aside it gives us a way to get out and get groceries get water because like now our van isn't drivable so yeah it it felt like a little like a necessary part of like okay if we're about to be broken down we need to get our truck to mm -hmm. just have on us just in case and i don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast but um Every, 
like you should know we bought a truck oh we did an episode <laughs> okay about it. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah um but we don't always take it everywhere with us so when we were going to moab just kind of for a fun weekend camping with friends we didn't think we needed two vehicles and so uh we left the truck at our friend's house in buena vista yeah we left so, it at because, sarah's house in buena vista just to save the gas save the mileage like we just we didn't need two cars yeah going to moab and we were going to come back to bv it just it all worked out so, yeah, our truck is in Buena Vista, which is about three and a half hours away from where we broke down. And it is maybe like an hour and a half of that trip is on the way to Denver and the other two hours are not. Um, so we finally realized that's what we need. We need the truck. So we called Jake and Lauren back. This is probably about 45 minutes after or an hour after they had originally called us to see if we needed help. And we say, okay, we figured out what we need. <laughs> um, I know that y'all are, you know, an hour further away from us than you were last time you called, but we need to get to our <laughs> truck. And our truck is in Buena Vista. Is there any way, like, y'all can help with that process? Jake and Lawrence, being the saints that they are, of course, are like, yes, like, we're going to help you. Um, but they mentioned that a second couple from our group of friends this weekend, and this couple we had just met that weekend. We did mm-hmm. not know them before our trip to Moab. They are friends of Jake and Lauren's. We just met them. Their names are Trey and Maddie. They said our friends Trey and Maddie are, they literally just passed you guys on the interstate and they called us because they were like, was that Amy and Caleb? Are they okay? Like they don't even have our phone numbers, yeah. <laughs> you know? And she said, Trey and Maddie just passed y'all. What if we got them to turn around, pick you up? We will pull off like at the point of us to exit off the interstate and they can meet up with us there transfer you and then we'll take you on to Buena Vista and I'm just like like I'm overwhelmed with like the willingness and like the joyful willingness honestly of everyone to help um and they were like partnering partnering too yes like the people helping they were us tag-teaming. were also like yeah tag teaming it to like help us out as best as they could yes. and most efficient and I'm just like I felt It was hard, like, I don't always have a hard time asking for help, but I do have a hard time asking for help if it's, like, really gonna, if it feels like a really big ask. And this felt like a really big ask to me. Um, So it was, like, equal parts really hard, but also I didn't, like, I I knew this is what we needed. And, like, if they could help us, great. If not, we would have figured it out. Yeah, it wasn't even just, like, gonna be super helpful for us. It was, like, needed. Yeah. We needed to be able to get the truck or yeah. we probably end up having to rent a car that would just bleed money from us for the weekend yeah. and then probably maybe even have to keep on coming across that situation so these absolute angel of friends trey and maddie turn around like i said they have just met us that weekend they turn around they come to pick me up while the whole tow truck situation caleb just described is happening so when they pull up there's like two tow trucks a cop car um, I think actually the mobile mechanic and his boss had left at that point. Oh, I think. Um, but they pull up to come pick me up. Me, not just me, me and the dogs, Jet and Kona. They make room in their back seat for us with all their camping stuff. Like they move it all to the trunk. Um, they take me and Jet and Kona to meet up with Jake and Lauren. Jake and Lauren pick me up and drive me to Buena Vista. At this point, it's like 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday. Jake and Lauren both have to work on Monday. And we had left Moab at like 10 10 a.m. So to give you a, you know, that time frame that I couldn't really put in my head. Yeah. Maybe we had driven maybe an hour and a half. 
from leaving Moab. So maybe we broke down between 11.30, 11 and 12, roughly. Ish. Ish. Jake and Lauren have to be at work the next day, and they're three hours or two and a half hours away from home at this point after dropping me off. It just, I felt so overwhelmed with gratitude and the kindness that both Trey and Maddie and Jake and Lauren showed us in that moment. And without hesitation, without asking questions, it was just our friends need help. Like we're going to help them, you that know, first no matter priority. no matter how inconvenient it is for us or how much it, you know, how inconvenient it is for our schedule, how much extra time it's going to add to our travel day, like how tiring it's going to be. Um, so I cannot, I will never be able to thank either of them enough for that display of friendship and just love really is what it is and just helpfulness (sighs) yeah all that so i was very overwhelmed with that so i get to sarah's house at 8 30 p.m with the dogs to get the truck my initial plan funny me was oh i'm gonna get there get the truck and then i'll just turn around and drive it right back to grand junction yeah three hours away yes um that was not once i got there it's 8 30 it's dark i'm exhausted i was like yeah i'm not gonna do that (laughs) um so once again to expound on this theme of kindness and gratitude <coughs> for friends when i get when i get there walk in sarah has food ready for me um <coughs> she is just like welcomed her house just been you know said no you and the dog sleep here take a shower like you know relax unwind feed yourself take care of yourself um once again just opening her house last minute um once again i was still just like so overwhelmed with gratitude and like the kindness of our friends in those moments, like I don't think anything had really sunk into me yet because I just couldn't get over how thankful I was for these people and what they were doing. Um, so I ended that night in Buena Vista at Sarah's house with the plans to drive the truck to you the next morning. <laughs> you end up here. Like, let's pick up on your part of the I story. I end up here. I like this. It's like the end of LOTR when the uh, Lord of the Rings, for those of you who don't know what LOTR is, when the uh, stories diverge following Fram and, Fram and Soto. Sam That's and Frodo. Fr- Sam and Frodo. Fram and Soto, though. And I mean, uh, yeah, Sam and Frodo one way, and then Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, the other, and Gandalf, kind of the other story. No. Okay, no, no. <laughs> B-list Lord of the Rings nerd over here. We've already discussed that okay, on the previous podcast. Okay, so let's podcast. get to your story. Okay. So, yeah. So, I just want to reiterate the picture. I do think the mobile mechanics had left at the point, but mm-hmm. <laughs> all the groups of people that helped us out on the side of the road, we had two tow trucks. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, one mobile mechanic actually in a built-out ambulance, mm-hmm. old ambulance, another mo- mobile mechanic on his motorcycle. We had the cop in, mm-hmm. like, his fancy-ass Grand Cherokee cop sheriff car Mm -hmm. and then we had our friends maddie and trey also Mm -hmm. all pulled off on that stretch and yeah they were i guess the mobile mechanics had left but the tow trucks were there when maddie and trey there with officers still there um and yeah we kind of just designated like i will stay with the truck and like figure out the van sorry the van and just figure out what is gonna you know happen with this situation and like you go with the dogs. My mission was to get the truck. You you start getting passed off from friend to friend. Yes. <laughs> from Maddie and Trey to Jake and Lauren to, to Sarah, Sarah and Banjo mm-hmm. uh, to just kind of like take care of your situation to end up getting us to our truck, which you would bring back to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finally get the truck, the van on the first guy's tow truck using the other guy's truck. <laughs> 
and um, and we he tows us into this lot. Um, it's yeah, late Sunday evening at this point. So like, they're not going to do anything that night. They're like, in the morning we will literally kind of perform surgery and or like uh, like they stuck a camera down into the engine to yeah. to see before having to like take it apart. And they're like, we'll do that in the morning. Um, so. I, don't, I had free time. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, they just like dropped me off in this kind of, this mechanics junkyard lot. Um, as we were doing this to stack on top of all this, when we were trying to get it off the tow truck, now without the help of the second tow guy who had the strong winch, uh, the original tow truck guy thought we could kind of just like push it off and he would like drive it down the ramp and like slow it down. Um, and so we went with that idea, but, um, with the weight of the van, it kind of did not slide off very smoothly. And it actually, as we were like, as it went off, we didn't realize this till a few minutes later, but it, it like scraped the bottom and actually just like shredded back, kind of peeled back a layer on our fuel tank. And so we had literally kind of just gotten fuel also on the drive. And literally so literally just bought over a hundred dollars worth of diesel. <laughs> And so, like, we get it off. We think it's kind of a victory. We got off the tow truck, and I just see, like, this line of what looks like liquid that had just, like, sprayed down the the ramp. And I'm like, what is this? I was like, is this still oil leaking from the engine? Which, it was heavily leaking oil on the side of the road. And I go and look under the van, and it's just, like, peeing diesel just onto the lot. And they're like, oh, it must have, like, scraped against the bottom of the of the truck bed uh, when we were, like, getting off like hurry go like they started scrambling to get buckets and a tray to like save as much diesel as they can and i'm just like sitting there as they all like run away and quiet just listening to our van just pee diesel after this long day i was like i guess i mean i couldn't go anywhere anyway so (laughs) so i didn't even tell amy that until she got back the next day because it was just too much stacked on top of it (laughs) where you know we're already broken down our engine is as the mechanic said on the side of the road effed mm-hmm. um you know with all the stars in it in that word and uh so yeah our engine is effed and then we get there and just have an accident getting the van off of the tow truck bed it punctures a hole in our fuel tank all of our diesels f- <laughs> floods out onto the ground we save like two buckets worth of it and then i just got in the van and watched sunday night football <laughs> how are you feeling that night like did things hit you that night no, not really. I, I think I was still in my, like, reverse shock stage of, yeah. like, you know, I knew you were at Sarah's. You mm-hmm. had the keys to the truck. I was in the van. You know, very much this kind of my mindset and also still my mindset, the whole, you know, like, the first six days of us being in the situation was, let's figure it out. Let's get me to this wedding. Like, yeah. that was the most important. Obviously, we're not going to miss a wedding mm-hmm. um, for a reason like this. And, I mean, there's there was plenty of solutions that would get us there and we thought we had one in place and so we were we were rolling with that and for clarity a wedding that you are shooting i am shooting it's it's a yeah correct it is a wedding that we We have been hired we've been hired to photograph yes and so yeah we obviously we're gonna make that happen yeah (laughs) and that you know it felt like we were taking care of that and that was kind of the thing that was in our control that we could take care of and i thought we were doing well at that so i was kind of just rolling like that anything that was going to happen with the engine was one like wasn't going to be decided then mm-hmm. and two would be a little out of my control. And so I don't know. I feel like I'm, 
I'm decently good at being able to just kind of like, if it's out of my control and I feel like I have no part in like solving it right now, I can just be relaxed about the situation. You can like like, compartmentalize. Yeah. And just be like, have patience for that situation. Take care of what is in the forefront of my mind, which is like, what can we control is getting the truck to us, finding a situation where at least one of us could drive and make it to the wedding. Mm -hmm. Check. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I was, like, watching football, you still actually had not made it to Sarah's, but you were in good hands. You had now mm-hmm. been passed off to Jake and Lauren mm-hmm. with the dogs. They were on their way to BV. It felt like that was going to work out, you know. It would have been a real nightmare if we weren't able to make that wedding, too. But we were. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, it would have so- been a nightmare. There's as something like almost a theme of a lot of these podcast episodes is, is there's always a solution out there. Yes. That's the theme of our van life. I think (laughs) is that somewhere out there, there's a solution to get to where you need to go to fix what you need to get fixed. You might have to be creative with your solutions. You also might have to like spend a lot more money than you want to say most of the time. You do have to be creative most and like they're all expensive. Yeah. Solutions typically. (laughs) That's what we were trying to avoid. Obviously the, in solution would be okay we just have to and luckily we're in a town like grand junction where you can rent a car yes um so we were like okay like worst case scenario you rent a car and you drive to rocky mountain national park to shoot this wedding and back like we would hate to bleed that money but that's better than you missing it yeah. so in the scheme of things i mean that would be more financially yeah sane <laughs> to so luckily we didn't have to do that i wake up monday morning um leave sarah's house bring the truck back here and this is where eventually, we eventually remember you had like seven zoom sessions of work that day that i you had, had seven to be zoom calls that day that i had to like so normal monday you know you gotta get, you have to get back to work too <laughs> that i had to drive around like i literally was looking up like the towns along the way where i could stop and like if there's a starbucks there that i could like you know use you know like do my sessions at do my meetings at um so yeah, I did have to be a little strategic in that. I did have to leave really, really early because of the way my day was like scheduled out. Um, but once again, you just, you make it work. That was my only goal that day was just make all of my Zoom meetings and get back to Grand Junction. Made it happen, but I had to be really strategic about it. But that is where we have been now ever since last Sunday. So 10 days, like you said. Um Yes, uh, Haley, the wife of the mechanic, tried to tell me we've been living here for two weeks this morning, and I said, uh-uh, ten days. She did, she really? <laughs> she kind of, like, joked. She's like, you guys have been living back there for, like, two weeks now. I was like, no, no, ten days. I was <laughs> like, not anybody who's counting. Yeah. But it was, I mean, I only really remember the day and time because of that weekend of, like, we had actually made it, you know, a normal weekend where we went mm-hmm. to Moab, and then, like, we're leaving on Sunday to get the week started, and that's when we broke down. So I knew we broke down on Sunday. So yes. I just knew because I was watching football. So. Yes. <laughs> so it's a li- it was, you know, kind of simple to track for us. So, yeah, ten days here. So we've talked about this a lot since this happened. Oh, well, I guess to kind of close out the story, Monday they do put a camera inside of our engine, look around. It is indeed effed. effed. <laughs> Confirmed. confirmed after they showed us the videos of inside like we literally were there watching them moving the camera around um like a surgery like a knee surgery scope that's what it was like um so we do need a new engine um so that is currently where we stand is we need a new engine on our van um yep and there's lots of things about this scenario that we have talked about with each other that almost feel quote-unquote best case scenario for this actual worst case scenario Mm. (laughs) in terms of living in a van 
um, a few things like where we are. We are in Grand Junction, which is lower elevation than Denver. It is not in the mountains. So if we had to be stuck somewhere for the month of November, maybe December, maybe January. Living um, out of the van. Living out of the van. At least it's a warmer option than anywhere else in Colorado, pretty much. It's going to be one of the warmest options in this state. Eastern or Western? Um, or North or South? Secondly, of all the times of year for this to happen, like in terms of our work, uh, this is actually a really, really good time. We have been, as if you haven't noticed in our podcast episodes, we've been very busy, had a lot of commitments really since May or June. Um, so if this had happened any other time in any of those months, it would have been a lot more stressful to try and figure out how to make these commitments, how to make these jobs work with our house and car being broken down when that's literally what we plan these things. Yeah, we had, a, we had a lot of different places within Colorado to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, after getting through that, that last wedding where we had to use the truck last mm-hmm. week, yeah, we're kind of, we kind of have a little bit of a free time yeah. now. So. Yeah, lots of, and I think we were looking at those Sunday night too, just the positives of like, hey, honestly, we know, yeah, winter is coming, especially Mm -hmm. in Colorado, so we're going to be okay to live out of the van in this situation for probably an extended period. It Mm -hmm. won't get that unbearably cold, maybe, except for like little fronts coming through. Yeah, but Um, nothing crazy. Also, like, I was just thinking, if this had happened 45 minutes ago when we're driving out of Moab, no service, literally in the middle of Mm -hmm. miles from Grand Junction is probably the town we still would have been towed to. Would have cost us enormously more, and honestly, the time frame for it happening probably it would have been extended by a lot too. The fact Just that getting actually, someone out to see us, mm-hmm. getting someone towed, getting us towed to Grand Junction, finding out the that, fact that it happened so close to the city really worked in our favor as well. Yes, like you just said. So we have been like resting in these positives, and then lastly, of course, this mechanic that we found. I mean, I cannot. Once again, to go back to, like, the kindness that has been expressed to us in this time, like, the mechanic and his wife, his family, his staff, like, they have been incredibly welcoming, incredibly just kind and caring, and, like, I don't know, of all the places we had to get stuck in, like, in the mechanic lots we had to get stuck in, top-notch. Five stars. Yes, they've <laughs> opened their house. We can use their restroom mm-hmm. and shower whenever we need. They've also offered us a car to drive mm-hmm. if we ever need it. Um, so, yeah, they've been very open and welcoming. Yes. And so that has, yeah, all, all lots of good scenarios, mm-hmm. like good soil to regrow this engine mm-hmm. for us. <laughs> and it could have just been a lot worse in it, terms of yes. where, when, and how we broke down. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to break down, especially if your engine is effed. But, you know, in terms of where it happened and how and, and who has been helping us, like, all have been almost, like, universally sent. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, like, the engine breaking down, if you live in a van or if you live in any kind of nomadic lifestyle, whatever you live in, if your engine breaks down, I mean, that's that can be a sign of being it for a lot of people. Like, that can be a, all right this is done. I'm t- it's time to move on. Like it's time to move on from the van. It's time to move on from the nomadic lifestyle. Or if not that, then at least it's time to move on from this van and maybe buy a new one. I don't know. Um, that's a, th- I mean, that's a very real thought, right? Like that's a very logistical and real possibility for us. 
just in general. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away for it. No, I'm just kidding. Like, I, think, I just think... Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I think, I mean, so we have to... Our steps now are, like, we have to replace the actual engine. Mm-hmm. It's not a part of what's under the hood. It's not radiator or... Look at all my car knowledge here. Bryce would be so proud. The radiator or the clutch fan, the turbo, the intercooler turbo hose. The battery. Uh, oh, yeah, good job. The battery terminals, um, oh, the okay. fuel yeah, injectors, you know. No, it is the engine. It is the heart of Santiago. Mm-hmm. It is bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needs a new heart. He needs mm-hmm. a heart transplant. So... Uh, yeah, we need to like replace that full engine, which is basically like, you know, the, the driving function of a vehicle. So it's kind of like starting a fresh with a new car. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's a big thing. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big time commitment. It's a big money commitment. It's a big hassle just in general. Like nothing about that is easy. Yeah. Obviously we're in to day 10 and, uh, nothing has happened so far other than we figured out what needs to be done. (laughs) So yeah, the process is a patient one it's a commit it's a commitment too like i think i don't know i think a lot of people would wonder like did y'all have that conversation of do we do this or do we quit i think we weighed just like the scenarios and the options and it felt i mean it it wasn't i don't think it was a hard decision I, i never like really toyed with it like getting out because it felt like whatever our best option is financially and sustainably kind of moving forward like we need to get the engine fixed, <laughs> you know, whether, even if we want to stay in van life or not stay in van life, like, I think we need to get the engine fixed. And why is that? Like, if we don't stay in van life, why, why do we need to get the engine fixed? Um, because we basically then just erased any value that our one asset in life, the van has <laughs> as any a, as a mobile recreational vehicle. Yeah. Any resale val- value it is basically a shot. Cause I mean, no one's going to want to buy it with, it doesn't run like mm-hmm. maybe scrap parts from the inside build. But even at that point, you, or might... we find the one person who's looking, who has property that they want to put a van on and Airbnb it out or something, you <laughs> yeah, know, but, but that's like a very small demographic. Do you know um, anyone like that? I don't even know. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I'm feels sure. more like a fairy tale than <laughs> an actual consideration. There might be someone out there. There's a lot of people in the world. There so if you're listening to this and you have that, maybe we can just tow the van to you. So anyways, it just felt best, like, whether if we wanted to continue to stay in van life, mm-hmm. which I think we were both, like, financially, that is the most kind of, like, it would be, it would take a lot for us to transition out in the drop of a pin right now mm-hmm. into not living in the van. And then if we did decided to go that route... Then we're just going to have a now a van with a full another house in it, but is it's like worthless as yeah. no value for being a car or a car in a house because it can't move anywhere. So yeah, it would have to be the very zero zero one percent of people who could just like wanted to just put it on their land and maybe mm-hmm. deal with it later. Basically, a scrapyard mm-hmm. was probably what we go to for nothing, and so. If we wanted to even transition out, we'd want to get the engine fixed to at least recoup some of that value and then be able to resell it for something. So that I guess that's where, I feel like that's where we landed. And if our yeah. um, reasoning is wrong, maybe you guys should let us know. Right away. <laughs> ASAP. Let us know ASAP, ASAP if we're going down a bad hole here. <laughs> but yeah, so we, so it feels like whatever, even that scenario, um, you know, we could still choose to be like, if we get the engine fixed, like, all right, maybe that is it for us, mm-hmm. which I still don't think we're leaning that way, but 
I think we've decided at least we need to get the engine replaced one way or another, whether we choose to continue doing this nomadic life or whether we just want to transition within the next however long, we at least can then sell the van and recoup some of that value uh, from our loan that we originally got on it. So yeah. it, just, it felt like that reasoning made the most sense to being like, okay, let's go ahead with trying to find an engine replacement. Yeah, yeah. A heart transplant for Santiago. No, I agree. And there are obviously... Lots of emotions. I don't know. I've, I feel like I've been feeling a lot of emotions around this. Well, this is a very raw podcast, too. You're getting some insight on just how we've been thinking about the issue. Mm-hmm. Obviously, stuff still isn't decided yet and still up in the air. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to be in open with our mindset and uh, our realm of thought on how we're dealing with the situation. Because it's very new and it is going to be a steep hill to climb. Yes. For and us. A long hill to climb. Yeah. Um, but... That, as of right now, is kind of like where we're at. That's what we've committed to. That is, I don't know, it's very much, like I said, kind of in the beginning of just focusing on the next step. Like, not, I'm not really trying to zoom out and think big picture because then I start to feel overwhelmed or then I feel hopeless or just kind of like lost. But if I can just, all right, we put the left foot in front getting the truck. Now, next, we got to take that right step, which is just finding an engine and starting that process, getting yeah. that going. So, so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. <laughs> and we have to keep, I've almost like, I just really have this picture of like goggles, like blinders on. Like, I just have to like stay focused right in front of yeah, me. Yeah. I know? mean, I, I think especially right now during the season, you know, just controlling what we can control. And yeah, I feel like every day for me mentally, yeah, those blinders have been just like, all right take care of today like do what do you need to do today work-wise or anything else taking care of life like get that done and then yeah at the end of the night it's felt it's been like oh we did it like we made it through (laughs) we've been saying that a lot i know it's like we made it through another tuesday stuck in the mechanics lot Mm -hmm. out here not knowing anything about our future Mm -hmm. or it's great it's really fun i really highly recommend (laughs) van life is awesome everyone should do it it's Um, the dream if that dream was within a nightmare yes i have used that term or is it a nightmare if that nightmare was within a dream i don't know but at the end of the day we have been saying that i feel like we've been really good about we said we have to give each other a lot of hugs and we've been pretty good about that yeah you said that you, I think you agreed to it. Too, I agreed though. to it, and then you were turning down my hugs the first day that you said true. that. <laughs> yeah, I kept true. on trying to get you to hug me, and you're like, "No, but no I'm, I'm busy." I'm proud of us. I think that we've like been handling everything really well so far. I think we've allowed ourselves to like feel the different wave of emotions that we have felt, which have been everything from like sadness to frustration to nothing, numbness. Um, I think we've done a good job of allowing ourselves to, like, feel that way, but also not let it just, like, overtake us like a wave. And I think we've done a good job of just, yeah, staying focused and, like, walking into this fire together. Whoa. We're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. But shall we get burned by the fire? Walk through the fire, but you never get burned. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, I felt, I think, sad just at the situation. Because I think you were right. I think this hypothetically would like people would be done with mm-hmm. like their life and i don't think we're ready for that i think no i, I, get, and sad. I, also I don't, get sad thinking about come already too and like i wouldn't say the van would be ready for that either based on the time frame but kind of just you know a struck of a strike of misfortune yeah i mean the big question we've been getting is what caused it like what caused that to happen to the engine i mean just to add more mystery we don't know 
We don't know. It could be a few different things. I don't know. I don't even want to talk on that because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We, we just... We I mean, maybe once know. they get into the engine, they can, like, speculate something. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I don't know. As of right now, we don't know. <laughs> um, so, that kind of just adds more to the mystery of things. But, of course, based on what we've always heard and read about diesel engines, this is obviously way too early for a diesel engine to go out. Um, so... It just adds to the unknown of the situation, and you kind of, that piece I've just had to let go a little bit and just be like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, that's our update episode. <laughs> Updates. I know, yeah, um, we missed last week, but you can guess where we were now. You can, you can like, fill in the pieces on your own. We were just sitting in this mechanic lot, you know? <laughs> well, I was trying to get back with the truck and meet all my Zoom meetings, and Oh, okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, what... Now, now we can go compare our two episodes if you're like need to catch up and you listen to them back to back. It'll probably be very different <laughs> vibes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We were definitely on a high in our last episode, and we had just gotten them all up. Like I the know. weekend, the great weekend hadn't even happened yet. And this is definitely. I mean, it's just real. It's it's a real. Put it on Instagram. No, it's just it's real. It's where we're at right now. Um, it's a little more just like real and raw, and this is just. This is what we're facing right now. So, you know, but to have good content, which this podcast is, you got to have some conflicts. And this is a pretty big conflict. So I can be like, stay tuned to find out what the heck happens next to us. Most likely we'll still be in this mechanic lot. Probably. But I hope that in our next episode, actually, I'm not even going to say that. Why would I even say that? I just, we will record another episode next week and we will give you more updates as to what happens. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm done talking okay, about yeah, it. I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm sick. People have been asking us so much about the engine. You're sick. And I'm sick of talking about the, en- the engine. All right. So It's broke. It's effed, man. Let's stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, as always, for your support. Thank you for those of you who have texted or reached out to us or helped us in any, any way, which includes just reaching out with a text and just saying, I don't know. Yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave it on that because I also, like, think about the, we could count, it might be, like, 15 different people that helped us out that day. Maybe yeah. even more from In the, different ways. Yeah, the cop to the group of friends that, mm-hmm. you know, that chained you along to get to Sarah's house who housed you to, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone that helped me with the, just getting the van to the lot and now everyone who's helped us just, you know, yeah, the family, like, opening mm-hmm. up their house. Like, we're talking about maybe, like, 15 to 20 people that we've come across that in some way have helped us with the situation already mm-hmm. just, like, that first day. And that's cool. It's, like, a community. Like, people just came out of the woodworks. Like, the other tow guy just pulled <laughs> off on the side of the road because, I don't know, he had nothing to do same on a Sunday. Cop. Yeah, same, same with, with the, the cop. cop. He yeah. just saw us there. And, yeah, it's just that... There are good people out there. Yeah, that's a good thing. There are good people out there. And we we feel it. We feel really grateful for that. And, you know, it's infectious. I know it will be continue to be passed along. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. From the Mechanics Lot. From the Mechanics Lot. Peace out.